Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hormone Helper Podcast. I'm Coach Andrew, your Hormone Helper from Fit for All Fitness. I personally coach over 1,600 men and women to help better understand their hormones so they can lose weight and get their metabolism back on track. With this podcast, you're going to hear from me and my special guests about everything from metabolism to thyroid to weight loss. And we even talk a little bit of sexy time as we chat to spread more knowledge thick like butter on your hormones. If you're ready to learn, I'm ready to share. So let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Helper podcast. And uh, today's episode is actually going to be talking about mindset and your headspace. I talk a lot about the time that it takes for people to heal and for people to get healthy. Um, I hop on a lot of calls with people who seem really frustrated with their progress and with results um, before starting with us for the program. And it's uh, really led me, uh, especially on a few personal notes, which I'll share with you guys as well too, it's really led me to uh, get back on the track of patience and of adjusting expectations. Um, I think we are all in a society now where we want what we want right now. We believe that we can't wait any longer, that we've truly tried everything, our frustrations build, our anxiety levels build. And then we do like anybody else would do. And you just say like, oh, forget it. Like I'm just so frustrated or you just pent up inside and then you either wall everything off or you explode. And It's easy for someone to use the word patience, like you need to have patience. Something takes time, be patient. But what is patience actually? How does that actually represent or show up in someone's life? How can you actually use patience in a way that's going to help you with your health, your fitness goals? And ultimately, can you continue to improve your patience to add into your whole skill set of self-love? Um, I, it's so interesting. I filmed a podcast episode, which is actually going to be, uh, releasing next week, uh, with a, uh, phenomenal coach and, and really great friend, uh, Emily Goff. Uh, she's a relationship coach and we were talking a lot about stress coping mechanisms, why people feel so disconnected. It's going to be a fire podcast by the way. So, uh, make sure you, you tune into that episode next week, but, the the underlying theme that came out of it was a miscommunicated expectation and we all have this whether we speak it or whether we don't speak it we all have a level of expectation as to what should or could happen to us what we want and what we don't want and half the time we recognize those expectations like you're trying to get a promotion at work you work for a year and you're like my anticipation is that I get the next level. Or you're like, hey, I'm going to go on a weight loss journey for six months. My anticipation at the end of the six months, I'm going to look or feel a different way. And those are expectations that we can realize. But there are a lot of internal expectations, which we subconsciously set for ourselves that because we can't recognize in the moment or because we don't see them immediately, we become frustrated with the process. We become upset with ourselves because some line was crossed or something wasn't communicated. And ultimately it's on us to make sure that we're looking at those expectations. So that way when we're communicating with others or communicating to ourselves, that we 
we can come from a place of love, that we can succeed with our goals, and that truly we can grow as a person. So the theme of patience has been something that I've personally been dealing with throughout this entire year. Uh, and I will share with you guys openly, um, besides owning a business and, and coaching all of our very lovely fit for all fam, um, I am doing a lot. We're always looking at active investments. I'm trying to manage a rental property. We're trying to set up for a trip to Japan, which if it goes well is going to be, you know, a full month of our time away. And there's a lot of stuff that's on my mind right now that when I'm working with other people, I'm not getting immediate answers. So like something like life insurance, so small, we're like, Hey, I can get life insurance in a week. No, you can't. There's actually a lot of questions, a lot of conversations going back and forth. And the thing is, is although I want a lot of these things off of my plate, I want them to be decided. I want them to be chosen and, and just out of the way so I can focus on what I love. The reality is, is I can't control other people and I need to communicate expectations with others and expectations with myself in order to understand why I'm truly doing these things and what it is that I'm truly looking for. So life insurance is just one of those examples that have been taking an exceptionally long time to do. I feel like I've been at this with me and Lorna for like three months now, and it's like almost there, but not, <laughs> not there. Um, and uh, besides the life insurance, we're, we're also looking at doing some significant changes uh, to our rental uh, and renovations, which means that we've got to communicate back and forth expectations. There's tenants that are in there. So in order to work around that, there's communications back and forth. There's trying to find contractors who then may or may not have that availability and trying to line everyone up. And the more I take on myself, the more I recognize how difficult it is for me to want things done almost immediately. And it's kind of an ongoing joke that I have with me and Lorna is like things always cost twice as much and they take three times as long to be able to do. And there's no particular reason for that. One, it's probably because my expectation is that people move at the pace that I move. And the reality is, is not everybody moves at the pace that I move. And that's totally fine. The second thing as well, too, is availability. Sometimes people just don't have the same availability or the same capacity to be able to make changes super quick, or their systems may not be as organized as the way me and Lorna run our business. So things might take longer. And if I were to then set my expectations onto those people or onto those things without communicating them, without understanding where those expectations come from, without understanding the process, because sometimes I don't know what's involved, then I'm going to be disappointed by the result. And that's where I feel like there's a huge connection with health and fitness is people often They'll spend three to five years gaining about 40 to 50 pounds, which is crazy, but that's the average three to five years gaining 40 to 50 pounds. They're going to spend more than 20 years, maybe not understanding how to eat. So they're eating poorly another 10 years with full inflammation where their body was able to process it, but then slowly over time, they couldn't process the inflammation. And now they're like, I want this cleared up in like 15 days because either it's super, super bad at this point, or there's a high sense of urgency. Maybe you've got a vacation coming up. And 
now all of a sudden you're putting these expectations of it should be quick, it should be easy, it should be simple, it should be straightforward when just the length of time complicates things. Another thing that complicates things in health is your age. As you get older, hormones change. Your metabolism slows down. So that's a big one. So one, length of time is tough. Second thing is, of course, the age, which is the hormones that change. Third is how long someone has had inflammation in their body. Fourth, whether or not they've done any activity during this time. There's a lot of factors that are at play that may or may not be the thing that prevents you from seeing a result for a little bit of time. And the way that I like to explain it to people is like, if it took you 10 years for you to gain the weight, you really can't expect it to take 10 years for you to then, or, or sorry, for you uh, to take, you know, 30 days for you to take the weight off. It's not going to take a full 10 years, I'll tell you, but it's really about managing expectations. So in this and in talking about the art of patience, instead of me just saying on this podcast, you need to be patient, podcast over, right? <laughs> That's not going to make any sense. And you're, it's probably just going to frustrate you further. How about I share with you some of the things that I've done to help me understand the process more? I can even share from my own health as well, because keep in mind, I've gone through treatments. I've gone through multiple surgeries. I worked with multiple people. My journey took me three years just to get to a point where I was barely functional. And then I had to take over by myself from that aspect. So there were a lot of changes that I had to go, but I learned a lot of things along the way and I'd like to share them with you and hopefully you can apply them as well. Um, first thing that I want to talk about is the time. So the saying of slow and steady wins the race is, is not just a saying you when it comes to weight loss and inflammation people on average safely lose about 2.2 to 2.8 pounds per week it's not going to be like that every week you're going to have hormonal highs hormonal lows so you might have weeks where you lose two pounds weeks where you lose one pound week where you lose you know that cap of three and or maybe even 3.4 but it trends on average around that 2.2 to 2.8 Really, what that is, is about a 250 to 300 calorie deficit. So by doing that consistently, your body hormonally is comfortable to shed the fat as storage because you're making it in there. Any attempt to push that needle farther, an attempt to say, I want to lose 10 pounds a week for the next eight weeks, you actually can. That's right. You can do that. I've seen people lose 10 pounds a week, but the issue is, is this, once you get to a point where you've lost that weight, your body will be in a state of shock and you will rebound. That weight will return. And how many of us have had that where we have lost our 15 pounds, we're pumped. And then we go on a two week vacation. We just start eating regular. Maybe we're eating like our normal diet. And then all of the weight is back within a span of two months. And you feel defeated, you feel disappointed, and you feel frustrated because the body hormonally was in a state of shock. And the only way it knows how to remedy that is if you then revert back to what you were doing before, because what you were doing before made you stable, made your hormones stable, made your weight stable. So that's huge. 
So slow and steady wins the race is because you want to do things when it comes to from a weight perspective and a, a inflammation perspective, you want to do it slow enough where the body can feel comfortable reducing that weight and letting go of inflammation. Now, the, sec the second part there of inflammation, inflammation exists because there's a part of your body that's damaged. So if we're going to go and create a stupid amount of damage, let's say we over-exercise to try to hit our goal, we're exercising three hours a day, the inflammation is going to get so bad, it's actually going to physically prevent you from doing the things that you want to do or from hitting your health and your fitness goal. So when I'm looking at inflammation, the body tries every single night to get you back to inflammation zero at the end of the evening. Sometimes it can't, for example, like workouts, maybe you feel sore a couple of days after. So there's always inflammation that's being carried over. So slow and steady wins the race is not just about making sure that you're losing weight slowly and consistently. It's also making sure that you're getting rest consistently, that you're getting your eight hours of sleep every single night. So that way you can reduce your inflammation further and further. Sleep is the best form of medication that we have. And yet so many of us sleep only four to five hours. It's broken sleep. And then we feel like crap the next day and we need coffee. So that's an important thing that I learned through my process, because when I came out of my hormonal treatments and my surgeries, I wanted so badly to just get to 185 pounds, be 6% body fat again. So what I did was I ate six meals a day. And I was like, if I just shovel food into my mouth, forget the fact that I felt bloated, forget the fact that my hormones were a mess and I couldn't digest the food. I thought to myself, if I just super eat, I'll gain a bunch of ton of weight and I'll gain my muscle back. What happened was I just got a lot of digestive issues. I had issues then with food intolerances for gluten and dairy, and I just messed up my stomach all because I tried to rush the process. This leads to my second thing. Body transformation takes time. The time that you spend every single day for yourself is like a credit. So uh, think of it like you've got, uh, oh, you know, those little piggy banks, the little like pigs that you drop a, a, a dollar into. So think of it this way. It's a two-way piggy bank, which means there's a hole at the bottom and there's a hole at the top. Every time you put time into yourself, you invest time into your headspace, you invest time into your mindset. Every time you do that, you are depositing a quarter or some type of investment in there. As it grows, you become better as a person, you become stronger, and you get closer to your fitness goals. A crazy thing that I'll tell you is when I look and I through all of our 2,900 clients that we've coached over the span of these eight years, I have so much data and information. I can literally trend what makes people successful. The most number one tip for someone to hit their health and fitness goal is to do it consistently over a long time. Literally nothing special. Like train three times a week for 20 years and you'll beat out anyone who trains seven days a week for six months. because time. It's, you cannot just like investing, right? Someone who's invested for 10 years is going to have more money than someone who invests for 10 months because the length of time continues to stack on the benefits. It's compounding your success. 
So when we're looking from a taking time perspective, you want to make sure that your goals are realistic for the time frame that you're setting it in. So I was really guilty for this because every single time I was doing things in like six week spurts or 10 week spurts where I'm like, you know what, for the next month and a half, for the next three months, I'm going to give it my all. And then I would burn out. And then I would literally stop for like a month and then give it my all again. My on and offs, I could have not wasted all of that time, fully enjoyed the process, loved my workouts, was not be stressed out with the fact that I'm just trying to push myself to the limit. And I could have just exercised two to three times a week. Like now, when people are like, how is it that you can keep your body like that? Like you're so fit, you say you don't have any digestive issues, your energy is really good, you don't need coffee. Like you must exercise and weigh all your food, like exercise every single day. I don't, I exercise four times a week. Typically it's for about 45 minutes. I don't usually do any more than that, my strength training. I don't weigh my food, I just eat responsibly, but I do that every single day. So because I'm doing it consistently through the week, I'm eating organic foods, I'm doing the, the little bit, the every little bit helps. The time that I'm putting in is a direct compound to my success and health. Now, on the other side of that piggy bank that I talked about is a slot where you can pull money from. And you know what? We're all guilty from taking from the other side. How many times have you know, and I've done it, right? You're like trying to save for a vacation. Then you're like, I need a new laptop. And then boom, you pull from the vacation. You're like, oh, how come I don't have as much as I did in my vacation funds? We pull all the time without even recognizing that we're doing it. So from a health perspective, people pull and take from their compound interest by skipping their workouts. They do it by eating out too much. So you're always buying takeout food all the time. They do it by having high level of inflammatory foods. So they're buying really, really processed foods instead of clean foods. They do it by drinking. Drinking is a really big one because it's a lot of liquid calories. Again, I drink beer. I'm okay to drink beer. You know, one every three weeks is not going to be a big deal, but I'm not having a bottle of wine every night. I'm not having an entire six pack to myself or like some of my neighbors, which literally it's like truck after truck. They, they, I mean, they must make a killing at the beer store getting the returns. They, you know, they drink in, in one week, what I would probably drink in two years. By doing that, you're pulling from the other side. You're actually taking days away from your goal. So this is where, when it comes to the body transformation takes time. This is about this, this word that people hate, the word of discipline. Discipline is not something that you have to force. It's not, oh, I'm going to do what it takes, cut out everything. It just, my life is going to suck. That's not actually what discipline is. Discipline is, is I love myself enough to make a commitment, to stay truthful to that commitment, regardless of whether something else comes up. So if I say that my health goal is really important to me, if I say, I want to lose 10 pounds, then I should be disciplined enough to say, in order for me to lose 10 pounds, I would like to change three things. I'd like to go to bed every day at nine o'clock and I need to be disciplined to do that. I'd like to wake up at the same time every day and I'd like to get my workouts three times a week. 
Discipline means keeping your promises. It means showing up consistently for yourself so you can make a track record of success that makes you feel good. So for me, when I'm doing things, I'm not saying no to something. I'm saying yes to me. That's the way I've always seen it. I say yes to me every single time I eat something healthy. I say yes to me every single time a friend goes, want to go out at 4 a.m. And I'm like, 4 a.m., I'm in bed by 9. Like I, <laughs> I'm not going out at 4 a.m. For me, what it does is it shifts my headspace because I know that I'm investing that time to me and it's going to pay off later. It's already paying off now. And that's a huge thing. Now with that payoff, a lot of times when people withdraw that time, when they withdraw that energy from their body or from their headspace, then immediately you get desperate when that piggy bank is low. So let's say now your piggy bank of health is really, really low. You start feeling all your symptoms. Oh, my joints hurt. Wow, I'm really feeling this weight. I'm breathing heavy when it goes up and down the stairs. It's hard for me to focus. I'm getting more and more anxious. I feel more and more uncomfortable in my own skin. So then everyone reverts to the quick fix. This is when people rush into extreme diets, when they start doing extreme workouting, and when they're just trying to hop from program to program to just see something really, really quick. I'll tell you something, avoid quick fixes. In my mind and in my experience in life, anything that's patched with duct tape never holds ever. <laughs> I've tried. I used to, I used to be like, oh, I'm the duct tape guy. I'll fix windows. I'll fix trough with, with duct tape. And I, and I recognized that I was doing myself a disservice by fixing stuff quickly because then I'd have to fix it again. And it would cost me more money, more time, more effort to me. Now, the way that I approach everything, whether it's life, whether it's my health and even just even relationships, I would rather do it right the first time, even if it costs me a little bit more time and a little bit more money up front, because I know I will never, ever have to fix it again. And that's the way we should always be looking. So if you're in this state in this mindset where you say to yourself like, oh, but I need like I have a vacation coming up tomorrow and I, I need to just do this. I need to lose four pounds because I feel paranoid about this picture. Any type of thing that you do in a quick fix is going to come with stress. It's going to come with anxiety. It's going to come with frustration. It's going to come with a higher level of expectations and urgency, and you're actually going to hate it. Every single time I rushed to do something, I never enjoyed the process, and therefore you're not enjoying your life. And I think that that's wild that people still approach that way for the health. Our clients that, that come with us through the Vantage program, I'm so happy that they're like, I'm done with quick fixes. So done. I, I love it. When people are like done, I don't, I don't want any quick fixes. And as a matter of fact, when they're like, if you tell me something's less than a week to fix, I don't believe you. It's because they've tried so many times. They've tried so many times for themselves and they've recognized, listen, we can't keep doing it like this. And you really can't. And even right now, if you took in your life and you said to, to yourself, what are two things that I'm trying to throw a quick fix on? Look at the long-term solution. 
Look at that long-term path, that long-term process. Maybe it's hiring a professional. Like I said, I was the duct tape guy. Hire somebody to fix it right. And then they look at my fix and they're like, that's embarrassing. I'm like, it is. Yes, please fix, right? Hire a coach if you're struggling with health issues that keep reoccurring over and over again. Or take the next action step. Maybe it's have a discussion on it. Maybe it's go see your doctor. Maybe it's go get blood work done. Each and every step is a step that's going to take you closer to your goal. And if you do it right the first time, it's not going to reoccur as a problem. All health challenges that reoccur as a problem, it's because they were never dealt with properly the first time. Now, when it comes to dealing with these these challenges, so let's say you start this process. Finally, you're ready. You're ready to start your health journey. You're ready to kick the cravings, kick the hunger, kick the weight. You're, you want to drop the inflammation. Big thing to recognize is progress isn't always linear. Through me trying to gain my weight back up to 180, I'll tell you, I went literally six months only gaining four pounds. Only four pounds. But you know what? After when I was done with those quick fixes, it was four pounds of solid muscle. I felt really good. My body felt better. I wasn't overthinking it. I wasn't super stressed out. And that was good to me. The next year, I gained 15 pounds. I tweaked my process. I kept looking at what's working and what's not working. I kept being patient with the amount of time that I was spending with myself, working with other professionals to know what I didn't know so I could figure out why I wasn't seeing the results. And I went through a lot of them. I started with a personal trainer and then recognized because at that time I wasn't certified or didn't have any knowledge. At that time, I was like, you know, workouts isn't enough. I should probably look at the food, looked at the nutritionist. Next thing, well, nutritionist isn't enough because my hormones are still messed up worked with the naturopath. And each time I grew stronger and stronger, but the progress of that wasn't linear. I had days where I didn't see a result. I had days where I fell off the program or where I had to stop because I needed to prioritize work or postpone because something else more urgent came up. But I allowed myself the grace knowing that I was a responsible person. Responsibility is very, very important. I didn't say I'm going to back burner my health for something else. What I said is today I need to focus on this. Tomorrow I will focus back on my health. There was always a give and take. And through that leads to my next point, which is you have to celebrate the small wins. I went through those three years. And when I got 185, I never celebrated and I was never proud of myself. I have very few regrets in my life. But that is one of my regrets. Through the majority of my life, I never actually said to myself, congratulations, look at how far you've come. And even if you're in a health journey right now, you can write at least five to 10 things down on a sheet of paper that you've done that you have seen improvements from. Anyone can. Maybe you changed your food last year. And you're not as tired as you were before. Maybe you cut out gluten and dairy and now your inflammation went away. 
maybe you started like strength training scared you. So you just started to walk every day and now you've been walking every day for a year. Oftentimes when we have these small wins or when we have things that we celebrate, we overshadow them. Or what we do is we say, but it's not my big goal. And we become so obsessed with the destination that we forget about enjoying the journey. And that's the toughest part is if we don't enjoy the journey, the journey that we experience what health is. There's two words that people often don't realize mean something totally different. The first thing is healthy, what the real word of healthy is and what the real word of wealthy is. Wealthy means abundance. So I could say right now, I am one of the wealthiest people I know. Not because I have huge bank in my, in my wallet, right? <laughs> I don't have huge bank in my wallet. But I say that I'm super wealthy because I have incredible relationships and I have grown them and I have seen benefit from that. That gives me wealth. I have my health in which I feel great every single day. That gives me wealth. Wealth are things that allow you to continue to grow and develop who you are. So when I say I'm wealthy, that's what that means. Now, when I say I'm healthy, I'm healthy in body, mind, spirit, soul, physical, mental, emotional, all of those aspects. And that's why we can't just look at one piece. So even if you haven't lost the 10 pounds that you're working on, but you know what? You cleared up your headspace. You reduced the majority of the stressors in your life. You found a better job that makes you happier. Then there's a lot to still celebrate there. And yet how many of us celebrate? Because I'll tell you, I didn't. I never celebrated anything. I was the type of person who's like, ah, I'll celebrate when this happens. But you know what? Life is too short to do that. Now, in order to do all these things, that we're talking about, there are two words which are very powerful. You need to learn and then you need to adjust. Learning, many, many people simply seek to hear information. They want to just hear the next step, hear the next tool, just tell me what to do, but they don't actually learn to understand. One of the things that I'll say I did right and purely by chance is after coming out of my treatments and my therapies, I didn't just want to be told what to do because I was told what to do through that entire process. And I learned nothing about myself. I said, if I'm going to work with a coach, if I'm going to work with a professional, if I'm going to hire a naturopath, or if I'm going to talk to anyone, I'm going to learn to understand. I want to know why. I want to know how. I want to understand the ability for me to be able to do this. And through that information and that change to what learning was, I wasn't searching for the new tool. When searching for coaches, I didn't search for the new tool. I didn't search for the new diet. I didn't search for the special food. What I searched for was, who is the person I trust who I'm going to be able to learn from as a mentor? So when I'm talking to them, I can fully grasp this information and leave with the understanding and confidence 
for me to take my health back over. It was about understanding. I wanted to understand. And that's why I picked my mentors and my coaches very, very carefully. I listened to their podcasts. I listened to their information. I attended their seminars. I tried smaller level programs because what I wanted to do was understand how is it that they are actually teaching the information? How are they going to be able to help? What am I going to be able to learn so I can truly understand? Now, in truly understanding, here's the key. If you understand something, you would be doing it already. Many people say, I understand food. I know how to do workouts. I know I know how to diet. But if you know it, you'd be doing it. And if you don't know it, you're not doing it. And it was actually a really good friend of mine who said that because I was always the guy who was like, oh, but I, I like, I know that. I know that. He's like, you might understand the principle. You might know the principle, but do you actually understand enough that you're willing to apply it every single day? And that's when I realized, wow, I actually have never really learned before. And that's when I needed to actually learn. Now, the adjust piece, the adjust is really important. I am always adjusting things for clients. I'm adjusting their nutrition. I adjust their activity. I'm adjusting recommendations to them. Adjusting is a part of life. And it's the same part that you have to put with your health. The same thing you eat today is not going to be the same things you're eating in a year because so many things will change. You're going to have to adjust. Just like very rarely are you going to have a job for 30 years that doesn't change in some way that you're going to have to learn new skills for. You have to adjust in life. And adjusting looks like always learning new tools, always learning the best way. It means making adjustments for what doesn't work or what stopped working because things always change. And one thing that I'll say, um, and I'm, I'm proud of myself at this point, but at that, at that level, when I was really sick, it was really hard for me is I never, ever gave up and you should never, ever give up either. Because in making adjustments, I know sometimes it can feel like you're in the weeds where nothing's really coming to fruition and you've got so many things on the go and these weeds are just up in front of you and you're just trying to hack handfuls away, hoping to see something. I know what that can be like. It took me two years to be diagnosed before I had all of my surgeries and three years to get better. I spent five years of my life not feeling good, not having high energy, being super exhausted all the time. And I completely understand that. When you're super wiped, you're like, fuck it. (laughs) You're just like, this is bullshit, right? I didn't sign up for this. But you know what? There's not a lot in life that stays the same. And truthfully, if you're staying the same, it's because you're falling behind somewhere. So... You have to learn to love the adjustments. I get excited about new knowledge. I get excited when I'm wrong. When someone tells me something, I was like, holy shit, I was wrong about that. 
it excites me because now I know that I'm going to be able to make a tweak and see even more benefit. I'm always changing things. Now, I don't change things that aren't working. Of course, that makes sense. But if something's not working, if I'm not happy with something in my life, if I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing for my health or what I'm doing for my job, then I need to fall in love with adjusting because it's through change that we grow. Think about it. There's so many beautiful things. Like if babies just stayed babies, that'd be terrible. (laughs) That would be so terrible because they just wouldn't grow. They would become more intelligent. You basically have like an even like more uneducated dog, basically. Right. And I I know terrible, right. Comparing (laughs) babies to dogs. They're not right. But I'm saying like, if you never saw any change, then you would not like life. Imagine doing the same thing every single day and getting the same result every single day. You'd be bored. There'd be nothing left. So you need to be comfortable with adjusting. I'll tell you this. I make adjustments for my clients on an as-needed basis. And some coaches are like every four weeks, every eight weeks, every this. The reality is, is if something works, amazing. If something needs to be changed, we should look at what it is that needs to be changed and change it. And I think that's one of the reasons why people can actually see it as something that's maintainable long-term. Because if you're always just swapping from diet to diet, you're never really building some type of stability. So adjustment doesn't mean toppling your entire life, but it's really about fine-tuning your approach. How can I get 1% better? Now, if you notice through this whole process, the reason why I'm talking about this is because mindset matters. 100% the way that you're going to hit your health and your fitness goal is by changing the way that you think about it, changing the way that you see yourself. And it's about changing your expectations. And that all comes from headspace. The most beautiful thing and what I love about being a coach is that I have so many phenomenal conversations that are not about food, not about workouts, not about the special exercise, but about how can I love myself more? How can I fall in love with my body? How can I feel confident in my own skin? How can I understand when a craving appears? Or how can I understand what I actually need versus what I want? And those conversations are so powerful because it is permanently changing and it's rewiring your brain. The way you think about food, the way you think about yourself, the way you think about health. And I love that. I love that people are willing to go there with me. I love that on this podcast, I can even share this with you. Because when we change our mindset, we build up a tolerance, a tolerance for mental stress, a tolerance for emotional stress, for physical stress. That's what makes your health journey more enjoyable. The art of patience is is not something where you have to say, it's going to take a year. So I just have to eat the frog and it's going to suck. But it's like, if I, if I'm anticipating that it's going to take this long, if I want this bad enough, how can I enjoy the process every single step of the way that allows you to 
avoid burnout. That allows you to avoid the fatigue around trying a goal and pushing really hard to not see a result. Because truly, I don't see a point in that. I don't see a point in anyone starting a health journey out of a space of urgency or frustration because they're just going to hate everything. You hate the food, you hate the exercise, you hate the, the time you're putting into it. It's like, I can keep consistent with my health every single day because I love it. Every time I do workouts, I love them. They make me feel great. Every time I eat my food, I make the food good and I love it. Every time I'm working on my headspace, whether it's journaling exercises, um, attending a men's emotional group that I'm a part of that really helps me around my mindset, each and every time I grow, and that grow makes me feel more confident. It makes me feel special about the process. And that's what it is. It's a process. I will leave you guys with this. I want you to embrace the process, the process that you're avoiding, the process that maybe you're not looking at, maybe the process that you're not aware of, but you need to embrace this process. That is true patience. It's embracing the difficult. It's embracing the adjustments, celebrating the small wins, making the progress because healthy habits need to stick. And the way that they stick is if they are sustainable because sustainable is maintainable. I can't tell you how many times I have done diets that were not realistic with my lifestyle. I've changed food to things that I like freaking heat, heat, hate, you know, like I'm not an avocado fan and it's like, if I'm not an avocado fan, don't eat avocados. I can go get fats from somewhere else. That's the beauty about this. So hopefully this benefits you and you're thinking to yourself, how can I do this low and steady? How can I reassess my goals? So that way you can continue to succeed in your health. So remember that achieving your health and your wellness goals, it is like planting a seed. It takes time, nurturing, and patient for you to see it grow into something beautiful and vibrant. Well, it seems I'm all out of info juice for today. That's all for this episode. And thank you so much for listening please leave a raving review for me if you've learned something good and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, if you're in the mood for some more great content and tools to get your hormones on track, why not check out our free Facebook group and the blog on our site? We do amazing weekly trainings in our group that me and my wife call Tea and Teachings that give good tips for anything hormones and metabolism related. It's also a great community where you get to share your goals and success with like-minded people just like you. I'll make sure to drop both the Facebook group link and the blog link in the show notes for you. Or if you're ambitious like me, the name of the group is Weight Loss and Balanced Hormones. Uh, it'll say fit for all beside it with a picture of me. So come and join us and have more fun.